show. Let's have some fun. And it's going to be a busy evening tonight. We have Donald Trump versus Attorney General Letitia James. That's going to be spicy. Um, Kamala Harris is about as warm as Antarctica. And this new audio is so entertaining. We'll get to that in a little bit. Fauci's lying. Joe Manchin killed Joe Biden's legislative agenda. That's wonderful. We're going to talk about suburban women voters and specifically why Democrats pander so hard to women. We'll get to that in just a minute. Well, actually, probably about 10 minutes from now. We have some great children's books on the show tonight. I know you're more worried about kids' books. I've got some for you tonight. All that and much, much more but first on the Jesse Kelly show. Oh, by the way, I'll get to I'll get to some phone calls and stuff tonight. And before I forget, little housekeeping item. I'm not going to be here on Friday. It's Christmas Eve. I'm officially boom, I'm gone on Christmas vacation. I know you'll miss me. I'll miss you too. But we have great shows still planned for you during that time, but it also means We have to move Ask Dr. Jesse to Thursday this week because I can't deprive you of Ask Dr. Jesse. But going into Christmas break, that is your Christmas present. I know you look forward to it all year. So email your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, let's talk about the big news and how much the communists hate my guts. I, as you know, am, am good friends with Tucker Carlson. Uh, he has me on his show a lot. We talk privately a lot. And he asked me on, this was Friday, he asked me on Friday if I wanted to come on and address that Navy Admiral, I'm not going to play it again, that Vice Admiral who went on television and talked or, or went before Congress and said, hey, we need our gender advisors. Oh, we got to make sure we're more gender friendly. And he just, Tucker's disgusted with all this stuff, as am I. And so without further ado, here's my entire segment, the one that has every communist in America and in China apparently upset with yours truly. Jesse, really simple. Do you think the key to remaining competitive with the Chinese military is more gender advisors? Oh, there's no question, Tucker. I mean, China right now and Russia, they're both testing hypersonic missiles that can turn New York City to ash. Uh, Russia is actually developing and has developed satellites that can push our satellites out of orbit and completely cripple our military. Our military, though, they're focused on the important things. We want to focus on climate change, and we definitely have to make sure there are enough tampons in the restrooms at the Pentagon. That's kind of what they're saying. I mean, there's a psychological term for this where there's a massive real threat that you can't deal with. So you scurry off and deal with imaginary threats to make yourself feel in control. That kind of feels like what we're watching. Well, what we're watching is the destruction of the U.S. military. And what we're going to end up seeing, Tucker, is thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans die. That's Those are the stakes right. of the game we're playing here. We don't need a military that's woman-friendly. We don't need a military that's gay-friendly, with all due respect to the Air Force. We need a military that's flat-out hostile. We need a military full of type A men who want to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. But we don't We don't have that now. We, we can't even get women off of naval vessels. That should be step one. But most of them are already pregnant anyway. So this Grady character who's going to leverage things in the ecosystem was just confirmed today. So you wonder about our political leaders who oversee our military, by definition, 
Are they not interested in defending the country? No, they don't have any love of country. Tucker, you and I have talked about this privately a hundred times and on your show a hundred times. That's really the problem that plagues America. Our admirals now, too, our generals, our politicians who appoint these people, everything is political. The United States right. military to them is a way to do woman outreach or gay outreach. They, they, don't, they don't even consider looking at the military and protecting America because they don't give a crap about America. They're going to sit and blood suck it for every dime they can and then pass it on to their useless kids to do do the same thing once they're gone. As you can imagine, <laughs> the communists got a little bit upset about that. And some Air Force guys were mad, too. I have this one. This is from a, a colonel, retired colonel. Just watch your Tucker Carlson segment. I applaud your platform and breadth of reach to emphasize conservative values. I do take exception with the off-color joke about the gayness of the Air Force. This is not the time our country struggle to maintain confidence in our military with the presence with the presence of you frat boy. It doesn't matter. I have a I have a bunch of these. Uh, former Air Force vet. Beep you. I can't actually read that word on the air. There, I mean, there were tons of them. So let me get let me get something out of the way here first because I want to make sure. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Okay. If my comments in any way offended you when I went on Tucker Carlson's show, or honestly, if, if any of my comments when I do this show offended you in any way, I don't care. I couldn't possibly care less about you being offended. That's how military guys talk to each other, Colonel. Step out of the air-conditioned office. That's how we talk to each other in the branches. It's that all the time. And I don't care about your feelings. Buck up, Buttercup. I don't. And you know what? I'll take it a step further right now in case that part specifically offended you. We have way too much of the gay insanity in the military. We've got military rainbow flags now. Can we stay focused on the mission? We need to be focused on the mission. Not about uh, whatever you do when the lights are off. It's time to get focused out here. That's one, too. It wasn't just American communists and a, a few Air Force guys. By the way, to be fair, 99% of the Air Force guys that reached out were dying laughing. Everyone gets it. All, all the real military guys get it. it, it just You're always going to have a few nerds who didn't. It wasn't only, though, a couple Air Force guys. Oh, the American communists were furious at me. It was actually communist China was mad at me. There's something out there called the Global Times. They're China state-affiliated media. It's the Chinese-run communist media, right? They come out immediately. Jesse Kelly's hate speech towards China show when all other countries are making progress in the 21st century. Some elites in mainstream like the, like the U.S. media and Fox are regressing. One... Can we just pause for a brief moment and acknowledge the fact I'm an elite now? <laughs> I've never been an elite before. This is awesome. So, look, uh, what, Chris? No, you just for the rest of the night refer to me as Elite Jesse, please. I would like to be known from now on as Elite. <laughs> That's one, too. Isn't it interesting how the Chinese communists always get mad about the same thing the American communists do. They use the same language. They really, honestly, they use the same, same tactics, 
Same intimidation tactics. The death, the death threats have been pouring in hot and heavy, as you can imagine. Isn't that interesting why that happens? Listen to me and listen well, and I'm going to move on from this. These people are vile, and they're violent, and they're terrible. What they want for you and your country is evil. It will bring death and misery to your kids and their kids and their kids after them. That's the bad news. The good news is this. They have existed for decades, decades in this country, convincing you that you're not allowed to say this or not allowed to say that or you're not allowed to point this out or you're not allowed to point that out because he might be offended or she might be offended. Don't say this. If you are willing, if you are willing to either knock down those verbal walls or go over those verbal walls, then we can win. The silence of the silent majority is what has cost us in this country. I've had so many people reach out and say, thank you for saying it. It's true. Thank you for saying it. Don't thank me for saying it. Everyone should be saying it. Everyone knows it's true. Our enemies are working day and night with the sole intention of killing you and everyone you love. I know that's harsh. That's what they say. Do you know what they say? Have you seen any Chinese military propaganda about America? Have you seen Russian propaganda about America? They dream of stacks of dead Americans. That's what they do day and night. What do we do day and night? Are the women comfortable enough? Oh, are we gay? Are we gay? Can we get gayer? Oh, what about our white rage? Should we examine white rage today, guys, or should we do, go, go train a little bit? There are only so many hours in the day. I don't say what I say to be offensive. I don't care that it's offensive, but that's not why I say it. I'm trying to wake everyone up. The stakes of the game are death. Those are the stakes of the game. If we all speak up and say the things we're not supposed to say, we can win. They use our shame against us. And I actually have something else on that. Hang on a second. But first, have you bought any gold yet from Oxford Gold Group? You know the new year is coming. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to create a sense of urgency on you here, but the new year is, oh, I don't know, a little over a week away. There are things happening at the Fed. The Biden administration has already indicated things are going to get rough next year. Call Oxford Gold Group and have them deliver gold to your front door. Every single day now, the value of your dollar is going down. That gold you have becomes more important to have every single day. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. 833-995-GOLD. They deliver gold to you. Not in a vault somewhere. You have it in your possession, so you always have value. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't think I forgot, yes, Medal of Honor Monday is coming. It is coming up about 45 minutes from now. Does that sound right? 45 minutes from now, 
Medal of Honor Monday is coming, and it is a good one today. There's a personal touch with this one, and those always make it a little extra special. So we'll be doing that. But you know what? We're going to address this NYPD cop giving her boss uh, – gosh, it's a family show. She danced for her boss, a rookie at a public Christmas party, danced for her boss – and we're going to have a chat about this. Not necessarily NYPD specific, but we're going to have a chat about all of us in work and conduct and things like that. Don't worry, I'm not going to scold anybody. And I, did life, I get it, I get it, but we're going to have a little chat here probably about 10, 15 minutes from now. Back to what we were talking about. What we need right now is boldness. Not, not from me, from all of us. All of us together, if we step up and we collectively say the things they've decided we can't say, we can win. When I talk about women on naval vessels and the disaster that has been, what's what's wild is this is something that is universally known with naval personnel. You cannot imagine. This is something the second they got to the ships— universally it was known this is a disaster you and that's not anti-women it's not anti-men either that's you can't put a bunch of 20 year old men and women in a big metal box for six months and send them out in the ocean first you got the romance then comes the drama then comes the fighting then comes the you being worried about everything else except the mission and getting better and training it doesn't work that's not anti-women. That's pro-biology. That's how God made us. There's a reason I work with two people, Chris and Michael. There's a reason I don't sit here for five hours a day doing media with uh, Cinnamon and Veronica. Because it's not great. All right, it's not. It's, it creates problems, or at least potential problems. We must be willing to say the things they demand we shut up about. We must. And I'll tell you something else. I have said this before. I'm going to say it again. Final victory over these people is not something that's achievable in our lifetime. Just because it's taken them 100 years to get where they are, they're entrenched. It's going to take a long time. I don't say that to bring you down at all. It actually should make you feel better. So put it out of your mind. Put final victory out of your mind. It's not even possible. It's not even possible. You're sitting down to eat, and you've just been handed a 45-pound cheeseburger. You're never going to finish it. Eat what you can. Eat what you can. Our life now is the fight, the struggle, each little victory, fighting tooth and nail to take ground back. That's our struggle now. That will be your entire life. I don't care how old you are. I know we have all ages listen to the show. From 9 to 90 and probably beyond those limits. Who, However old you are, you will be dead by the time we see final victory over these people. So put it out of your mind and learn to not endure the struggle. Learn to enjoy it. People ask me all the time. My phone was blowing up all weekend after that Tucker Carlson thing. Are, are, are they bad? Are you worried about how many mad, how mad the communists are? Are you getting death threats? Are you worried? Worried? I had the best weekend of my life. I was laughing. I was laughing about the whole thing, smiling about the whole thing, showing all my buddies, oh, look how mad this person is. 
learn to take enjoyment in the struggle and learn this, and this is difficult for a lot of people, learn to do things that make them mad on purpose. Why? Well, the communist only cares about communism. So if he's angry with you for any reason, that's a good thing. That means you're doing something that's throwing a rake in front of communism. And it also means something else. And this is going to hurt to hear. But it's time to have a chat because we still have to get to this Trump news about Letitia James, uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James. This is going to hurt to hear. But this kind of insanity, I don't care what it was. This is not good enough anymore. Should you have fired Fauci? So a lot of people ask me that question, and I did it right. Because if you do fire him, you're going to have a firestorm on the left again, as usual. And I didn't listen to him. If you think about it, he wanted to keep our country. If you did fire him, you're going to have a firestorm on the left. You know I like Trump. You know I voted for him twice. You know I hated him originally, and then he got elected, and I thought he was an outstanding president. But there is absolutely no defense of Donald Trump's personnel decisions. Who he hired, who he didn't fire, it is indefensible. That's fine. People make mistakes. Okay, he got there, didn't realize how bad the rot was. You can make excuses for him. Didn't realize how bad it was. Finally woke up at the end. Okay, fine. fine. Good to go. Fine. I get all that. Give me some indication you realize that now. Because I'm not getting that feeling at all. Now, maybe this is Trump's pride. Maybe that's what it is. It's just a pride thing. I can never admit to making a mistake. That's kind of how he is. Okay, buddy, I didn't fire him because the left would have been mad. That's why you should have fired him. Do things they hate on purpose. That's anti-communism. That is the new right. Your state legislature, I've said this before, Shoot, your city council, state legislature, wherever your local area is, don't pass a bill they hate. Pass 10 of them, 10 days in a row. So they're beside themselves with rage. So they're packing up and selling their houses and moving out of your state. Do everything they despise at all times. Don't try to avoid the communists freaking out. Seek it out. That's your goal. We must seek out their misery and anger. That has to be who we are or we'll never win. They take advantage of our good nature. They've done it for decades. I don't want to get criticized. I don't want to seem mean. I don't want to do no more. No more. Find out whatever the communist hates and feed it to him. All right. Trump's in a little spat with the New York Attorney General Letitia James. We'll talk about that in a second. Jesse Kelly show and I'm going to get to this Trump Letitia James stuff here in just a second. But remember, I'm the bad guy for pointing out the military is going way, way, way nutso with all this gender stuff and gay stuff and tranny stuff. And we're losing focus on the mission. Oh, breaking news. Signature block pronouns are now allowed for airmen and guardians. In case you're wondering what Guardians is, 
That is the uh, new Space Force team. It Quote, an inclusive force is a mission-ready force, and I'm thankful to the LGBTQ initiatives team for helping us realize this opportunity to be a more inclusive force, says the Undersecretary of the Air Force, Gina Ortiz Jones. Oh, there's more. Oh, wait, you thought that you thought I was done? This is the next sentence. The LGBTQ initiatives team, or LIT, a part of the Department of Air Force Barrier Analysis Working Group, advocated for this change, one of the latest initiatives the DAF undertook to address barriers to service and promote a more inclusive culture. Just in case you don't know what they're talking about because you're a normal person, signature block pronouns is this new weird thing where people address themselves as him and his or her and hers or they and them. Chris, uh, there's a bunch of insane ones, right? Okay, these people are nutso. All right, there's nutso. But n- no, no, it's not nutso anymore. This isn't the weird freak you see on the street corner with 18 piercings in her face and pink hair. No, no, that's part of the United States Air Force now. That's official policy. We're going to have emails going out from generals in the United States military to their counterparts in other nations. And on those, those emails, it's going to be him and his. We're becoming an international laughing stock. And no, I don't care if that offends you at all. Lives are at stake here. Lots of them. I have brought it up before. I'm going to bring it up again because I want to get to this Trump stuff and I have to get to this NYPD rookie. I have to get to both these stories. But I'm going to say it again. You an American, me an American, we don't have any idea what it's like when lots of bombs drop on our city. Think about 9-11. I know that's not obviously difficult for you to think about and remember, but think about 9-11. Think what it was like. If I asked you today where you were, how you heard, or even did you lose someone in 9-11, you would be able to tell me every single tiny detail of that story. Why? That's a devastating day. We were attacked and two of our buildings collapsed. What if all of them collapsed on the same day? Those are the stakes of the game. If we have a military that can be swept aside and have one of these other major powers come on in and take over. No, I'm not being a nut. So I don't think this is going to happen tomorrow, but the history of the world says this will happen at some point in time. And when it does, we'll have general her trying to stop them. That'll work out. Well, gosh. So no, again, I don't care if you're offended by jokes. I say, I don't care about it all, any of it. I don't care what you're offended by. All right. You know I made this prediction about Letitia James last week. In case you don't know, Letitia James is the attorney general in New York. I hope you know that. But in case you don't know, she was running for governor. She was the one who basically knifed Chris Cuomo or Andrew Cuomo in the ribs and got him out of the governor's mansion. She started that whole investigation with all the women and he was doing grabby fingers with. She got him out of the governor's mansion because she wanted to be in the governor's mansion. And then, boom, she starts running for governor of New York. All of a sudden last week, she drops out of the governor's race. 
She was thought to be the leader in the clubhouse for the governor's, governor's race. Why would she drop out of the governor's race? And what I said last week was this. I think there's a plan in place. I think she's going to be United States Senator whenever Chuck Schumer's done with it. I think they cut a deal. I think they had her in there and they said, hey, um, we're fine with Kathy Hochul. She's doing everything we want her to do. We are going to need a replacement for Schumer. Drop out of the governor's race. Go after Donald Trump. And then, well, then you could be senator. And that's how these things work. Remember, that's how it's always worked. This is not new. And this isn't unique to Democrat politics or, or New York. This is universal. Why do you think Pete Buttigieg is transportation secretary? He doesn't know anything about transportation at all. He knows nothing about transportation. He's transportation secretary because he agreed to bow out of the race and hand it to Joe Biden. Exchanging things. Letitia James didn't wake up one day last week and decide she just didn't feel like being a governor anymore. She was bought off. Headline, Trump sues New York Attorney General Letitia James to stop the probe into his real estate company. The lawsuit filed in Albany Federal Court claims James's two-year-long probe into the Trump organization is politically motivated and asks a judge to put a stop to it. In the filing, Trump's legal team claims the investigations launched by James's office are in no way connected to legitimate law enforcement goals, but rather are merely a thinly veiled effort to publicly malign Trump and his associates. And of course, Donald Trump is right about that. All that's correct. It's correct. It's all going to depend on what kind of judge he gets. Is it a sane judge or one of the communist judges? But all that aside, I didn't do that because I think you care about this case. I did that so we all understand these political animals who only dream about the next promotion, the next job, the next job. They don't wait, they don't wake up one day and just decide on their own. You know, I'm done being ambitious. I think I'll go get a real job and contribute to society. All they do is exchange things. Speaking of exchanging things, I brought this up a little earlier. Let me bring this up again. Obviously we're, thrilled. I'm the luckiest guy in the world to get to do a radio show. It's not, I don't even have a job. You have a job. I don't even have a job. And as the show has obviously grown quite a bit, we've had to get more and more staff on the show. And there's a reason I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here in a room with Michael and I'm sitting here in a room with Chris. And I'm not sitting here in a room with Vivian and Candy. Do you know why that is? Human nature especially when it comes to things like after work things. It has happened multiple times where we'll have to go to an event or I'll have to go to an event and they want Chris to come along or Chris and Michael to come along and we'll have to go out and we'll have to have dinner. Couple bourbons. This, uh, this guy wants, this suit wants to meet us. This suit wants to sit down with us. And it just happens that way. You have to go out. Maybe you have to take a cab. Maybe you have one too many. Headline. NYPD rookie gives lieutenant lap dance at wild holiday party now under investigation. I'm not going to scold the uh, lieutenant. Looked like he was enjoying himself. I'm not going to scold the rookie who will no doubt find her way moving up through the ranks of the NYPD at one point in time. She definitely seems committed to getting promoted. 
I'm not going to criticize either of them. I am going to say this, though, and this is going to make me sound like such an old nerd fuddy-duddy. What do you think is going to happen when you have a bunch of young men and women get together for a huge party and you start pouring booze down everyone's throat? Why do you think I've been talking about women on naval vessels for so long? Be careful. Be careful about the positions you put your career in, your company in. Be careful. All right? Savvy? All right. Speaking about women, let's let's have a talk about women. Don't forget we have Medal of Honor Monday coming up about 10 minutes from now. Let's have a talk about women. But first, who's your cell phone carrier? You don't have to admit it to me, but are you still paying money every single month to AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile? You know you have Pure Talk right there, and let me let me explain something to you. You already know Pure Talk's CEO is a Vietnam veteran. They have American customer service. You already know they have iPhone 12s for sale right now at just $479 through the end of the year. You know all that. I switched my whole family over. I didn't just say it. I switched my whole family over. I pay monthly just like you do. It's so easy. It's one phone call. You don't want a new phone? Fine. Keep your phone. It's one phone call, and they will walk you through everything from your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month plus save on a new phone. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We are 10 minutes away from Medal of Honor Monday, and this is such a cool one. I love I love the personal touches on them. Uh, in case you missed the beginning of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Also... Do keep in mind, as I reminded everyone already, I'm not going to be here on Friday. Thursday's the last day I'm in this chair. No, they're not firing me. I know that's a surprise, but they're actually not firing me. I'm just going on Christmas vacation. I'll see you when I see you. I'll be back soon, all right? Also, remember my show, TV show, is on every night on the first 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm having Mark Lobliner on tonight. He's a really good dude, professional bodybuilder and whatnot. So basically, we're built the same, is what I'm saying, Chris. <laughs> no, he's a professional bodybuilder, and he has these bars. What's, what's that bar called? The outright bar. The outright bar, right? Upright bar. That doesn't sound right. Michael, look that up. It's not the upright. It's, I think I'm right. I think, I think it's the out. Well, whatever. I'll give you the exact name for it. But he does. It's a protein bar. And he was in the, in the middle of negotiations with Kroger to distribute this bar with them. I mean, that's a huge deal because Kroger's such a major grocer. Kroger came out with that extra penalty for unvaccinated employees. He wrote him a letter. He wrote him an email and said, I'm out. I'm gone. So I said, come on the show. Come on the show. I want, I want you to tell your story. I like it. It is the outright bar. Michael's stupid. See, this is why, this is why I'm sitting here and you're sitting over there. <laughs> Oh, you dummies. Oh, by the way, we will take some phone calls tonight. 877-377-4373. Let's see. I have a few things I still need to get to. We're going to talk. We're going to have a little history talk. I think we're going to do this. I think we'll do this 
post Medal of Honor Monday, we're going to have a little history talk because the White House put out a statement this weekend about the holidays and vaccinated and unvaccinated. And if you really think about it and what it means, it's pretty dark. It, it's very, very dark. Let's get this to me. emails first, though. I'm an Army vet, was shot in Afghanistan. The bullet hit my spine and shattered all through my body. I was medically, uh, by the way, for people who don't know, I know this is a little dark, but oftentimes when a bullet goes, there, there are several different types of bullets, several different quality, uh, quality levels of bullets. Just there's a lot of different bullets out there. All bullets are not the same. In general, a bullet goes into your body and once it hits you, it's a soft piece of metal. Once it hits you, it does not stay looking like a bullet. The second it hits you, it kind of squishes and turns into this blob of metal that is still going the same direction through your body. It's why the exit wound is so much bigger than the entry wound because it went in as this little bullet and it came out as just this big hunk of metal. But sometimes it gets Worse than that, or better, I guess, depending on which way you want to look at it. Sometimes it's the round isn't big enough, or it's lost too much velocity, or something. Sometimes the round will hit something in you and simply shatter. Only it doesn't shatter and just stay there. It shatters in all different directions. You can get shot in the hip and have it come out your shoulder. So that's a, probably a little bit more information than you needed. And in hindsight, I wish I hadn't done that. But now you all know. I was medically discharged from the Army, and I'm now retired, which sucks. I'm very political and would like to get into helping my country. My background and things from my past would make it difficult for a run for a political position. Let's just pause right there for a second. My background and my past would make it difficult for a run for a political position. Hear me out. Do you know who has terrible things in their life they'd prefer never see the light of day every single person walking the face of the planet if you're going to allow those things to stop you from a run for office where you feel like you should be then we're in serious trouble i don't know what you've done in your life (laughs) you don't know what i've done in my life Let's just both agree, neither of them are good, right? Neither of them are certainly far from perfect. Neither of them are good. You cannot let, don't be intimidated by yourself. Like like the Tucker thing. Okay, the the Tucker thing I did on Friday blew up. And then so many things I do on this show blow up and people write in and I can't believe you say that. Why do you say that? Understand this. Censorship. We complain a lot on the right about censorship and we should. Because censorship is bad, and the communists love it, and they do it to us all the time. We should. That should be something we're vocal about. I don't want to be censored off this or censored off Facebook or whatever you're worried about being censored off of. We self-censor a lot, too. There are a lot of people on the right who aren't speaking truths because they don't want to get yelled at or they're worried about uh, getting scolded by this person, or they don't want to offend anybody. We're already censored enough. Don't self-censor. All right, moving on with you. I love what you do and need need to find something to fight for again. How do you get into what you do? And could you point me in a good direction to help the fight? 
Well, you, everyone knows my story by now. I, I, I've, I lucked into this whole thing. I shouldn't even be here. I, should, I, I just three years ago lucked into this entire thing. Forget about what I do. The best advice I ever got, well, my mentor, Michael Berry, gave me a lot of advice, but I think the best advice he ever got when I quit my job and I just wanted to try some kind of a career in media, it's not like I landed in a radio chair. I had nothing. In this day and age, pick up your cell phone. Do you see it? You can put out a video in five minutes from now on your cell phone that if you had something interesting to say, just might get seen by 50,000 people. When I first started doing this, I started doing Jesse Kelly briefs. You can go look them up on YouTube. They're still there. They're the most low end. It was intentionally to look low end, but it was the low end, most low rent thing you've ever seen in your entire life. And I put those things out there and I had no idea anybody ever saw them. Every single one of my employers now talks about the first time they saw Jesse Kelly brief, some stupid little video on YouTube. You never know who's watching. You never. You want advice? You want to do this? Start putting out content. You can do it in your spare time. And thank you for your service and sacrificing your body for this country. Speaking of which, it is Medal of Honor Monday time. Next. Jesse Kelly show and it is time for my favorite time of the week. I think it probably is my favorite time of the week. Every single Monday on the Jesse Kelly show at this exact time, we do, well, the only decent thing we do all week on the show, we take a medal of honor citation and we read it. It's not more complicated than that. I didn't do anything. It was all obviously earned by other men, but we do feel like it is important. It is important to value these people, to show, especially the next generation, this is who you want to be, not that actor, not even the athlete, that these people are who you want to be. And it's important that we just remember them, that we remember their names, that we remember their deeds. Uh, this man I'm about to read for you, you would probably never know his name. I would never know his name let alone what he did, if I didn't read his Medal of Honor citation. And I think once you hear what he did, we'll all agree that this is somebody we should always remember. This is somebody who should be a household name. We actually got an email on this on this guy. Remember, if you have a personal connection in any way to a Medal of Honor recipient, send those in and suggest one with an email. We love these connections. This one says, I guess I'm allowed to read his, read this name. You know what? He didn't tell me I can read this name. So, oh yeah, I guess I can't. All right, never mind. Wayne Terry and I have formed a nonprofit organization in honor of Joe E. Mann, a Congressional Medal of Honor recipient from our hometown, Reardon, Washington. We would sure love to hear Jesse feature Joe on his Monday Honor segment. Our memorial will feature an amphitheater, water features, and an eternal flame. Thank you for your consideration. It would be our great honor to, well, read what this man did. Ready, aim, Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. His full name was Joe Eugene Mann, and this took place in Holland, September 18th, 1944. He was U.S. Army. 
He distinguished himself by conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. On 18th of September, 1944, in the vicinity of Best, Holland, his platoon, attempting to seize the bridge across from the Wilhelmina Canal, was surrounded and isolated by an enemy force greatly superior in personnel and firepower. Acting as a lead scout, PFC man boldly crept to within rocket launcher range of an enemy artillery position and, in the face of heavy enemy fire, destroyed an 88mm gun and an ammunition dump. Completely disregarding the great danger involved, he remained in his exposed position and, with his M1 rifle, killed the enemy one by one until he was wounded four times. Taken to a covered position, he insisted on returning to a forward position to stand guard during the night. On the following morning, the enemy launched a con concerted attack and advanced to within a few yards of the position, throwing hand grenades as they approached. One of these landed within a few feet of PFC man. Unable to raise his arms, which were bandaged to his body, he yelled grenade and threw his body over the grenade as it exploded and died. His outstanding gallantry above and beyond the call of duty and his magnificent conduct were an everlasting inspiration to his comrades for whom he gave his life. The dude was so wounded he had his arms bandaged to his body and still insisted on going to stand guard where he did, then threw himself on a grenade. What a lion. You build nations off of men like that. Remember that. All right. We got a bunch more to get to tonight. 877-377-4373. We'll take some phone calls too, but let's talk a little bit of history, shall we? Because the White House put out a statement. It is a statement that is ugly, extremely ugly. It's about vaccines and no, not vaccines and whatnot. But I thought before we get to that, we should do a little lead up. You know what a pogrom is or pogrom? I've heard it both ways. A pogrom. Well, it's not exactly a secret that Jews have had a bit of a rough go of it throughout their history. And no, I, whenever I say that, people think of the Holocaust, although I'm sure you're probably a history buff by this point in time. It's a long time before the Holocaust. The Holocaust was the coup de grace. They, they had gone through a ton of that throughout their history. Remember, they had Israel. Ancient Rome came. I'm really, really over, oversimplifying this, by the way. It's a fascinating story. But they had Israel. It was theirs. Ancient Rome came rolling in and said, ah, it's actually ours now. Jews do not do well under subjugation because they have their own very own traditions and culture. Rome chafes on that sometimes. The Jews had several revolts. I mean, bloody revolts where they killed all kinds of Romans. Finally, Rome, who really, really is excellent at the spite game, said, okay, you know what? You're all gone. No more Jews in Israel. Gone. Goodbye. They scattered the people themselves to the winds. That created the Jewish diaspora. That was the Jews fleeing to the four corners of the earth because the Romans had blown them out. Well, Jews are a distinctive people. They have their own culture, obviously, a very, very old one, one they're very proud of, understandably so. And that, that meant they chafed with a bunch of other different cultures around the world. And it actually wasn't always Islam. The Jews and the Christians chafed a lot. Christians were still a little salty over what you people did, Chris. No, in all seriousness, they, they, there was, that was always part of it. 
and the lending money thing was part of it. It was widely preached doctrine back then that you weren't supposed to lend money to people and charge interest. Jews had no such compunction about such things, so they would do it. And then that created resentment when you can't pay your rent. You understand what I mean? So that's where the stereotype of Jewish bankers and whatnot came from. But that's a long way of saying distinct and separate. Now, there's another part of this. Remember, minority groups isolating amongst themselves is not, it's not an abnormality. That's the entire history of the world. People, again, this is another one of those things. People feel like they have to tap, tap dance around. Everyone knows what the black part of town is. Everyone knows if you have a Chinatown. Everyone knows uh, if, the, if the little Italy. Everyone, know, everyone knows. Everyone knows. And this is not abnormal, and it's not even necessarily wrong. People gather with other people who they relate to for safety and prosperity. Shared customs, shared values. Same reason I tell you all the time to move. Get to a red state. Trust me. Look, I get emails all the time now of people who followed this advice, and they email me all the time, and everyone, everyone to a man says, oh, best decision ever, best advice you've ever given. So anyway, back, back to the Jewish thing. In Eastern Europe, in Russia, you need, to, you need to be thinking 1800s here, mostly. I mean, it certainly took place well into the 1900s, the early 1900s, but think 1800s. These things called pogroms started happening. And what is a pogrom? Well, it's just about the worst freaking thing you could possibly imagine in your life. You got the Jewish part of town, right? Bunch of people in the town. And I mean the normal people in the town. Lawyers, construction workers, judges, cops. The people in the town would gather. They would descend on the Jewish part of town. And they would kill a bunch of Jews. They would assault the women in terrible ways that I'm not going to go into. It's a family show. They would kill children. They would steal everything of value. They would burn down homes. And when I say this happened a lot, I don't mean this happened like five times. There were thousands of these. This was the norm. You, There would just be an area and, up. Oh, hey, is it pogrom night? Nice. I've been needing a new ladle. And they would go out. And they were the worst things you can imagine. I mean, if you read the details of them, I'm, I'll give you details when I start doing history podcasts again. I don't want to do this because it is such a family show. They're really, it's really terrible stuff. It's, it's the worst thing you can possibly imagine. It's terrible stuff. But that's not what I want to talk about. Why? Why would all these people in an area, and I mean, oftentimes these were coworkers and, and people that, that the Jews knew, why would people in an area all decide to gather up, and it was always on a specific night, sometimes they would stretch two or three nights, by the way, but on a specific night, and just gather up and go beat up and kill some Jews? Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. What pogroms mainly were, they were a tool for political leaders at the time to scapegoat a separate group of people for whatever problems happened to be going on in that area at the time. Remember, every area has problems. Everyone has problems. And if you don't now, you're going to. It's just that's the way life goes. Life's about ups and downs. It wasn't necessarily as much about anti-Semitism as it was about evil politicians taking advantage of anti-Semitism. Now, where am I going with all this? What am I talking about? I'm actually not doing a history thing. I'm talking about today. I will explain where I'm going with this in just a second. But first, 
I can't do anything about the value of your money right now. I can't do anything about the value of my money right now. I just saw $6 a gallon in California they're already paying. They've already dropped the word transitory from all this inflation talk. There's now warnings out there of hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is the value of your dollar disappearing. That's you getting poor overnight. When I tell you to make a phone call to Oxford Gold Group, I'm not telling you to go crazy. I'm not telling you to build a bunker in your yard, although that would be sweet. I'm telling you to get something in your hands of value the government doesn't have the power to take away. Gold has had value since the dawn of time. It always will. Get a hard asset in your hands they can't take from you. An Oxford Gold Group, they deliver it to your door. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. They'll deliver it to your door. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Told, told you to call. Oxford Gold Group. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get I'll get to that stuff in a second, Chris. I was just told uh, right when we were coming back to quote pimp the Spotify, and I don't even know what those words mean. So let's just pause on that. Could you guys write down some instructions and tell me what exactly that means in a moment? But back to my story. And again, if you missed the start of this story, I can't recap the whole thing for you. Go to iHeart, Google, Spotify, or iTunes and download the Jesse Kelly Show. You can get it. We're, we were talking about, historically, we were actually talking about pogroms and, and how they, people would just go and assault Jews in an area. But it wasn't just anti-Semitism. Yeah, there was a lot of that. People didn't like Jews. It was almost always, almost always sparked by the leaders, political leaders in the area. Why? Well... People need someone to blame. It's human nature. It is human nature to want someone to blame. You do it. I do it. Everyone does it. When something goes wrong, we want to know who. Tell me who is responsible for this so then I can decide exactly how much I want them hurt. That is human nature. I I do it. We, it's, we all do it. And sometimes there is a person responsible. Sometimes there's not. But sometimes there is. Now, let's take a governor in an area. And this, these pogroms were mainly taking place in Europe. Uh, Russia, too. Actually, that's not fair. Although Russia's Europe and Asia. It's a really weird thing. Just, just, just call it Europe for now, especially Eastern Europe. Let's take a governor of a region. And let's say that region was experiencing a famine. There's a, there a famine. Famines happen throughout history. This is not unique. There's times of plenty, and then there's times of famine. If there was a famine in an area, people were going to start getting hungry. And when people start getting hungry, they start getting angry. No, it's not just me. Everyone gets mad when they're hungry. I just take it to an extreme. And when people can't feed their kids, people can't feed their wives, they're going to start looking for someone to blame. If you're in an area that's run by kings or lords, well, it's not really hard to figure out who to blame. There's not some system of government You, you're the one in charge. And if you don't want an angry mob showing up outside of your mansion to line you up against the wall and fire a bullet into your head, you had better find a way to aim that mob elsewhere. It was routine for these pogroms to be started 
by just blaming the Jews. Oh, hey, famine in the area? Oh, those dirty Jews. I saw the Jews hoarding some grain. Did you see how much grain that Jew has? It's a really, really evil way. It's an evil way to govern, but it is a way, it is a way as old as time people have done it. And I'm just using Jewish pogroms as an example. It's happened to other people throughout the history of mankind. Look up the Armenian genocide. It's an easy way to govern. Here's this dirty minority you already didn't really like. Oh, we're having problems in the country. Oh, it's, it's the dirty minority's fault. Get them. The White House statement. You know what? I want you to play the response coordinator first, and then I'm going to play the statement from the White House on Christmas and COVID and vaccines. This is not wrong. This is evil. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Can you allow me to read you this version of it for you? We are intent on not letting Omicron, this is the official White House statement. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we'll get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. This is wrong. This is sick. This kind of language has been used by a million terrible people throughout the history of mankind. Do you have that, Chris? Listen to this. Listen. And when you hear him talk like this, no, this is evil. People on their deathbeds among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And remember when he started using that line that started spreading across the globe. We have political leaders across the globe now saying that. I don't care what word you want to use for what's happening right now, but this is absolutely disgusting for America's political leaders to aim their sights at their own citizens, to purposely pit one citizen against another citizen. It's awful. I still get emails all the time. I have a bunch more today of people. I can't go see my mom at Christmas time. She won't let me show up. I can't see my sister at Christmas time, and she won't let my parents come see or their grandkids. Dividing families against each other, dividing one American against another American. And, and by the way, it would be one thing if it was true. It's not even true at all. They have all these Omicron outbreaks across the country going on right now. 85%, I think the number is, are people who are vaccinated, oftentimes vaccinated with a booster shot. Vaccinated people get coronavirus too, and they spread it. That's not even debatable. Even the crazies know that. So you're dividing America for what? Okay, if it's not true, and you know it's going to anger so many people, why would you say it? Well, that's the real evil part, isn't it? It has nothing to do with coronavirus. It has everything to do with Joe Biden's approval numbers. People are mad about his economic numbers. They're mad about Afghanistan numbers. They're mad about the border. They're mad about this. Half the country, 48% of the country, doesn't think he's even physically able to hold office anymore. So did Joe Biden sit down and look at all these approval numbers and say to himself, you know, we should switch direction here. Hey, guys, this, 
This hasn't been working. People are upset. Uh, people can't afford groceries. Let's change direction. No. They didn't have one meeting about that. They sat down and said, you know, I bet we could blame the unvaccinated for everything. and I bet half the country will buy it. That's so wrong. This honestly, as much as I hate Barack Obama in his eight years, this administration has found a way to be more despicable in less than a year. And that is saying something. This is an awful way to govern a nation. Absolutely awful. All right. I get a lot of questions about kids. What can we do for kids? How can we help kids? How can I educate my kids? I'm going to give you an answer. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is my friend Connor Boyuk. He is the author of those Tuttle Twins books you write me about every day, telling me how great they are for your kids. Connor, first and foremost, let's get to this. Why do this? I think writing sucks. I hate doing it, and you chose to write a whole series. Why bother? <laughs> well, hey, Jesse, thanks for having me on. I, uh, I've written 31 books in total, and I've got a strange addiction to it. I just tend to think it's a good way to teach people why the Tuttle Twins series. Look, I'm a dad, and I don't like all the crap my kids are getting exposed to. And I went on Amazon looking for books that would teach about freedom and property rights and free market economics, because they've got stuff on potty training and gender identity and the birds and the bees and everything else for kids. Why in the world would we not have books that let freedom-minded parents talk to their kids about these ideas. I didn't find a thing. This was back in 2014. So I teamed up with a buddy of mine, Elijah, and we uh, got to work. Connor, don't get me wrong. I'm obviously thrilled you did it, and I'm thrilled people were happy with it. But it does concern me there was such a vacuum for that. How did we get to this place in the, quote, land of the free where you can find a million pieces of, of literature you can read on all the filth that's out there and communism and everything terrible. But if you're a parent who wants to teach about the values this country was founded on, it's hard to find. It's very, very hard to find. But how did we get here from where we started? So I've got a theory on that. Okay. And I think that any minority tends to be a vocal minority. You want to agitate. You want change, right? You see that whether it's, you know, LGBT or now it's trans and, you know, before it was, you know, blacks and Martin Luther King. Like you, when you're trying to fight for change, you're very vocal. Whereas the people in the majority tend to be asleep at the wheel and, you know, they assume everything's kind of going okay and the status quo is good for them. I think that conservative parents have been in a majority for a long time that, we're a freedom-loving country and American values and all these things. And so they've been asleep at the wheel. They have deferred to the education system, the upbringing of their children, assuming that, you know, that, it, that system has their children's best interests at heart. And after years where the left has infiltrated these schools and, and really become very vocal with this agenda-driven effort in these classrooms, parents are now freedom-minded, conservative, libertarian parents are waking up like, oh, my gosh, what are my children being exposed to? And it is because... For too long, we have just assumed that the institutions in our society are going to help us raise, you know, independent children, critically thinking children, entrepreneurial children. And we've come to find out to our dismay that that's not, in fact, true, 
that these institutions have largely been taken over, and that we have neglected our primary responsibility. Parents have not been doing this themselves, and so now they're seeing the, the fruits, the results of that neglect. So we're trying with health plans to get in there and say, it's not too late. You don't have to do it by yourself. It's not that hard. Just get these books, read them with your kids. We've got discussion questions at the end. Let's let's get good conversations going at the dinner table because that is where strong societies are formed. It's so true. And I'll tell you, I try to do this with my sons after we read them. We have this thing, we read them, and then we go for a walk, just me and my sons. And we'll go for a walk and we'll start talking about them. And you can genuinely see, and my kids aren't even in government schools, but you can genuinely see they'd never thought about basic things that I always took for granted. Kids do not know. And we as parents, we for some reason, we teach them to uh, keep their elbows off the table and hold the doors open for women and old people, but we don't teach them our political values. Why don't we do that? Are we too lax? Are we too laissez-faire as parents? Is that it? My experience in now serving over a million families with the Tuttle Twins books is that our school system for for decades has failed to produce uh, adults and voters and, and individuals who confidently understand American history, civics, and the like. The, so the biggest problem today is that parents feel inadequate in talking to their kids about these ideas. I hear from moms and dads all the time who are reading these books along with their kids. And the parents, these products of public school, smart, intelligent, successful people are like, oh my gosh, I never learned that before. I never understood that's why inflation happens. I didn't understand that that's what it takes to run a business. I didn't understand, you know. And so it's that these, the, the school system has failed these parents. It's produced a generation of just dumbed down individuals. And so the parents then feel like even though they value freedom, and they believe in America or whatever this like superficial freedom kind of idea is in their minds, they don't have a lot of substance. They don't know how to talk to their kids about these ideas. They, they don't have anything to teach their kids because they themselves feel inadequate in understanding these ideas. So what's crazy about these books is that when we started the Tuttle Twins, we thought we were doing kids' books. What we didn't realize is that through the kids, we are reaching and teaching a lot of the parents who are being exposed to these ideas for the first time, and we're bringing whole families up to speed on these foundational principles of freedom. Uh, speaking with Connor Boyuk, he's the author of the Tuttle Twins books. It's funny you brought that up because I tell people all the time whenever I'm talking about Tuttle Twins on here, I can't believe how much I've learned. And I'm a political geek at this point in time, the guy that walked around with the Constitution in my pocket. I know about the founding. I know about the founding <laughs> fathers. I know about free markets. I read and I learn. Let me ask you a bit of a nerd out question because I do genuinely hate writing and I find authors to be fascinating. I, I love reading it. I just can't write it. What's more challenging? You do books from toddlers to teenagers and everything in between. You have the age groups on there. I would think it would be hard to, to, to write something as, at a toddler level, or is that the easiest one? Uh, the toddler one is, is pretty tongue-in-cheek. It's pretty simple. But the next level up are, are kids' books, the main ones uh, for kids ages like 5 to 11, the ones you've been promoting on your show. Um, those are the hardest. And it's because you, you have to dis- – like our, we distill down these complex books, The Road to Serfdom economics in one lesson, right? Like these really powerful books, we distill them down into these fun little stories. And so you have to come up with a way to have a, an interesting story that kids are going to enjoy, but also that delivers some really powerful ideas in a way that doesn't feel like they're reading a textbook 
right? You have to figure out how do you describe spontaneous order to a six-year-old, right? Many of the adults listening are like, what the heck is spontaneous order, right? Go pick up your Tuttle Twins book. You'll learn because we're, we're trying to figure out how to distill these complex ideas in a simple way. That's the most challenging. I write a lot of books for adults, and that's easy because for me because it's just stream of consciousness. It's like I'm talking to someone in my, in my office, and I can just you know, blab out at my intellectual level. But to bring it down for kids uh, in a way that doesn't, it's not silly, it's not demeaning or, or beneath their age or anything like that, it, is, it was a learning curve for me to figure out. It is, it's quite a challenge. Connor Boyuk is his name. He is the author of the Tuttle Twins books, which you've heard me talk about a thousand times. You're interested in them. I'd highly recommend it. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Connor, thanks for what you're doing. Please keep writing them, man. They're important. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. They're important. And it's, it's amazing as an adult, especially when you get cocky, not that I would know anything about that, when you find out about all the things you don't know. When you, when you, it's amazing when you find out about all the things you don't know. All right. Speaking of things we don't know, yes, I'm going to take some phone calls next, 877-377-4373. Donald Trump just got up on stage and said something, and I think we, I think we need to have an honest conversation about it. No, but let's talk about first, let's talk about MyPillow. Let's talk about something good. Let's talk about the fact that MyPillow actually cared enough to fight for freedom and fight for election integrity that they got themselves thrown out of the big box stores. Do you have any idea how much money that brings a company like MyPillow? Instead, they said, no, I don't care. I'm standing up. I'm doing the right thing. So, yes, they have an incredible sale right now. The original MyPillow that was $69.98, it's $19.98 right now. You have to go to MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. But honestly... More than anything, I appreciate what they do for the country. I, I love the fact that they make the best pillow around. Everyone knows about my pillow. You don't need me to tell you about that. And I love the fact they have a great deal here at Christmas time. I love that there's a corporation that doesn't dump on my values every chance they get. So God bless Mike Lindell and my pillow. I hope they have a Merry Christmas. If you want that pillow, I would recommend it. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I have some good news for you. This I actually do understand. You know how you've been emailing me relentlessly for that garlic wine chicken recipe Buck Sexton was talking about on the show and I was talking about? It's up. All right, Chris, make sure it's up, please. It's up on the show. Has an, I have my own, but the show has an Instagram account, at Jesse Kelly Show, and it has a Twitter account, at Jesse Kelly Show. And I told him today, I'm like, all right, the people are going to revolt if we don't get this recipe up. So that recipe for the garlic wine chicken, it's up. It should be up right there, right, right, Chris? The, the, it's, uh, he's con- Chris is confirming. I was told it was up. I think it should be up by now. We should be good to go. Okay? That's one. Two. I've, it's been explained to me that a Spotify playlist is a list of songs that we have and play during the show. We get compliments all the time by email. I love the music for the show. Where can we get the music for the show? Apparently there's like 10 hours of music or something you put on there. All right, we have a Spotify playlist. Where do people get it? Oh, they get it on Spotify. I don't understand what Spotify is. Okay. 
<laughs> you know what? You don't have to say it like that either. What, Michael? It's called Jesse Kelly's Show Playlist on this thing called Spotify. I, I assume it's on the internet, so you can go listen to it. Look, I'm not that great at technology, okay? No, don't say that, Chris. I'm getting better at, at some stuff. I'm get, I know about the megahertz and all that other stuff. I'm getting better at it. I am. I am. Oh, we've got... Uh, I've got an interesting close to my TV show tonight. My TV show's on the first TV every night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. The close of tonight's show is probably worth listening to. On that close, I play a bit of this, and then I address, well, everyone with the blowback that came from my hit on Tucker Carlson show. Jesse, really simple. Do you think the key to remaining competitive with the Chinese military is more gender advisors? Oh, there's no question, Tucker. I mean, China right now and Russia, they're both testing hypersonic missiles that can turn New York City to ash. Uh, Russia is actually developing and has developed satellites that can push our satellites out of orbit and completely cripple our military. Our military, though, they're focused on the important things. We want to focus on climate change, and we definitely have to make sure there are enough tampons in the restrooms at the Pentagon. That's kind of what they're saying. I mean, there's a psychological term for this where there's a massive real threat that you can't deal with. So you scurry off and deal with imaginary threats to make yourself feel in control. That kind of feels like what we're watching. Well, what we're watching is the destruction of the U.S. military. And what we're going to end up seeing, Tucker, is thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans die. That's Those are the stakes right. of the game we're playing here. We don't need a military that's woman-friendly. We don't need a military that's gay-friendly, with all due respect to the Air Force. We need a military that's flat-out hostile. We need a military full of type A men who want to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. But we don't We don't have that now. We, we can't even get women off of naval vessels. That should be step one, but most of them are already pregnant anyway. So this Grady character who's going to leverage things in the ecosystem was just confirmed today. So you wonder about our political leaders who oversee our military by definition. Are they not interested in defending the country? No, they don't have any love of country. Tucker, you and I have talked about this privately a hundred times and on your show a hundred times. That's really the problem that plagues America. Our admirals now, too, our generals, our politicians who appoint these people, everything is political. The United States right. military to them is a way to do woman outreach or gay outreach. They, they, don't, they don't even consider looking at the military and protecting America because they don't give a crap about America. They're going to sit and blood suck it for every dime they can and then pass it on to their useless kids to do the same thing once they're gone. I thought he made a lot of really smart points there, Chris. I, what? I thought that guy's really brilliant. But let, onto that last thing I just said about the a way for them to do woman outreach. You, because you're a normal patriotic American, genuinely love the country and you want what's best for the country and you share an older set of values as you should. You don't relate to this disgusting, rotted culture we have now and all these things are good. And because you're this way, when you see them destroy things like the military for gender outreach, you're disgusted. It makes you mad. It makes me mad. When you see them do things like you, you want someone who's capable in the various positions of government in this country. And then you'll see them put some woman up there and you'll say to yourself, wait, what? And of course, remember, I believe it was one of the first people Biden appointed was a woman. And they asked, what's her qualifications? And she said, well, she's the first woman. And you freaked out, and I freaked out, and we thought, what? Can we just get some ability? Well, why do they do this? Understand, because 
There's no love of country. Remember, that's the first of the three characteristics they all share. Because there's no love of country, everything becomes political. Every single decision of every kind is only made with politics in mind. What am I talking about? Where am I going with this? There's a new poll out, a new Marist poll. And again, I I have to throw out this disclaimer because we've been poisoned by something on the right. Do polls and pollsters lie a lot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the time. There's no question about it. Is every poll you dislike a lie? No, now you're being ridiculous. If you're seeing consistent trends over all the polls, it's not the gospel, but you can probably bank on it. And this Marist poll, M-A-R-I-S-T, go look it up online. It had some interesting things in it. Would you like to know? It was about Joe Biden's approval. Overall, this is with everybody, 41 approve, 55 disapprove. That's death for Joe Biden. It's, 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 he's getting crushed. That's as bad as I've seen, <laughs> gosh, in a long time. Democrats, of course, approve. No big shock there. Independents hate his guts. 29% approve, 66% disapprove. No big shocker. The GOP disapproves. White people disapprove. Latinos disapprove. Non-whites disapprove. I mean, he's dead across the board. Across the board, people are looking and they're saying, oh my gosh, this is, what? I mean, white people with no college, 32 to 63. Gen Z millennials. A lot of older people listening right now will say, I bet there's stupid kids they'll approve. Nope. Gen Z millennials, 41 to 54. He is underwater virtually everywhere. Except for one place. There's another category on here. Suburban women. Would you like to know the suburban women approval, disapproval numbers of Joe Biden? And let's just let's just pause for just a brief moment here and realize this presidency. By any measure, for the first year has been possibly the worst year of any presidency ever. Between the collapse of Afghanistan and the border disaster, and now we have inflation heading into hyperinflation. We have gas prices people can't afford. I mean, you know it all. 48%. We just had a poll come out saying 48% of the United States of America believes Joe Biden is not mentally fit to even handle the job as president. Half the country sees what you see, not just politicos. Half the country looks at Joe Biden and says, oh, gosh, he can't even talk. I mean, he can't even think. He shuffles around with his mouth hanging open. Would you like to hear what suburban women think about Joe Biden? Let's have a hard chat next. Jesse Kelly show and I'm going to get I'm going to get back to this in a second here. I'm going to get back to the women voters in a second. Apparently everyone wants to know what was that website for the Tuttle Twins but we had Connor Boyuk on earlier and he was just explaining these books. It's tuttletwinsjesse.com. You get a big fat discount there too. So go to there if you want. But back to what we were talking about. I went over this poll. This new Maris poll came out. It's approval disapproval of Joe Biden. And across the board, everyone hates his guts. Overall, independents, whites, Latinos, non-whites, everyone hates his guts. You know what suburban women think of Joe Biden after observing this disaster? 57% of them approve and 41 disapprove. 
Staggering numbers. I'm actually not going to fire a shot across the bow at at suburban women right now, but I am going to say a couple things. One, if you're trying to make sense of why... Why do they go crazy with the military? Why do we have the new vice admiral of the Joint Chiefs of Staff talking about how he's going to have gender advisors on so they can be better with women? And you're going nuts, right? I'm going nuts. They're going to kill us all. Well, they don't look at the military as something to protect the country. They look at poll numbers like this, and they try to super serve their base at all times. They look at the military Because there's no love of country, they look at the military as just an outreach program for more female voters. It's not more complicated than that. There's a reason everything they do makes you want to pull your hair out. They're super serving their base at all times. Remember, you're not used to this. I'm not used to this because Republicans hate their base. Republicans behind your back. My buddy Michael Malice talks about this all the time. Behind your back. They mock us. They talk down about us. They hate us. They think we'd sh- they wish we'd shut up so they can go back to being half Democrats. Democrats aren't like that at all. Democrats get elected and they try to super serve their base. Chris, do you have that clip of Terry McAuliffe? This is a great example right here. Now, it, it, it hurts them bad. It's uh, number 13, Chris. It hurts them bad. But you remember, we just had a big governor's race in Virginia. And Glenn Youngkin beat Terry McAuliffe. And that came out of nowhere because Virginia is not purple. It's definitely not red, and it's not purple either. Virginia is blue. And Yunkin just curb-stomped Terry McAuliffe in the election. How did that happen? Well, the communist super-serves his base at all times, even when he shouldn't. He, they can't help themselves. Terry McAuliffe got up there in a debate and felt cur- perfectly comfortable saying this. You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in charge of their okay. kids' education. First of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were. The parents had to write to veto veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. Yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Campaign over. Can, he, he could have walked off the stage right there, taken the tie off, you know it was probably a clip-on, and just said, honey, we're going on vacation, I forfeit the race. That lost him the race. Immediately, Glenn Youngkin very smartly took that clip. I don't think parents should be involved in education. He ran it across everywhere in Virginia and got crushed. But why? How could you make such a horrible error? What kind of an idiot would get on stage and tell a bunch of parents they shouldn't have a say in their kids' education? He was trying to super serve the teachers' unions. He was trying to super serve his base. Why do they start playing all these stupid woke games with the American military? Well, it's not about the military. They don't actually care about diversity either. They certainly don't care about America. They want women to see it and go, oh, I love it. Look at how nice it is. And I've got to be honest with you. In poll after poll after poll, women do. 60% of the women in the United States of America vote Democrat every single time. It's by far the reason Democrats win elections, the female vote in this country. Women vote Democrat. They do. Now, I I know you don't. and, And by the way... 
before you email in, I really know you don't. The housewives in America married with kids are like the most blood red voters in the country. But sadly, you're not the norm. Women vote Democrat. And women like it when they see this female outrage thing. Now, you can have an opinion on that one way or the other. I think it disgusts me, but it's still true. I remember when Trump was president. Remember, I don't, I don't hang out with political people. I'm, I live in Texas. I live in the burbs of Texas. I'm in Houston. I'm, I'm in the Houston area. That's where I live. I don't live in New York. I don't live in D.C. I don't want to live in those dumps. I just want to live around normal people. And I, I do think a lot of people, they enjoy that part of the show. I think that it sounds like I, I, I understand people. That's because I hang around normal people. I don't hang around a bunch of reporters and writers and pundits and all these others. I just hang around normal people. When I get off work, actually tonight, tonight, there's a neighborhood get-together for one of the kids going away doing something, and I'll be hanging out with 30 or 40 couples and not a single other political person. People from all walks of life will be there. So I talk to these people all the time. And while Trump was president, I used to marvel at this. And I would get frustrated. I admit it. But I would get frustrated. I would show up. And because I was there, politics would always come up. Nothing bad. They would just say, hey, Jesse, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Just because of what I do, which is understandable. Nothing bothersome at all. And so we talk a little bit politics. And the men in my neighborhood, almost universally, not everyone, but almost universally, they all loved Trump. And you would get things from the guys in my neighborhood almost universally, too. They would say things like, well, his policies have been so good. Business has never been good. And they'd say something to the effect of, I wish he'd turn off his stupid Twitter account, but I love Trump. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. And that's all through my neighborhood. There are still Trump flags. We had kids walking around the neighborhood just at this last Halloween with Trump flags on. They were dressing up as Trump. All right. But at these same parties. With these same couples, the wives would be there too. And whenever the subject of Trump came up, it would, you could see the dark cloud come over them. And so we'd start talking about that too. Oh, so-and-so, what, you don't like Trump? I thought you were a Republican. Oh, I am a Republican. I just don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that social media stuff. I think it's too gross. And usually the husband at that point in time would step in and say, yeah, but I mean, business has never been better. We're doing good. We're going to get a huge bonus this year or, or something, something to that effect. Didn't even make a dent in her. Couldn't get the scowl off her face at all. No, he's gross. I don't like it. We have got to find a way as a nation to overcome that. That's for sure. Now, I wasn't that, that, that wasn't a big women bashing session. That was a big this is where we are session. And I want you to understand why Democrats do what they do in ways that absolutely drive you bonkers. Why do you have a new gender division? Why did you appoint this person to the post and when asked why you said, well, she's a woman? That sounds crazy to you. You want merit. I want merit. I don't care if it's a woman or a man. Give me the best person for the job. Why would they lead with, it's a woman? Well, it doesn't matter to you. I'm looking at poll numbers that say it very much does matter to women. That's where we are. Just chiming in on military wokeness. I was an E4 machine gunner in the USMC. That's an 0341 Semperfy, my man. Or 0331, I'm sorry. Semperfy, my man. With only about 10 months left on my contract, so I would have gotten out with an honorable discharge. Very, very long story short, I ended up getting out with a general discharge because I texted one of my boots 
Uh, just a heads up, you call the younger Marines, the new Marines that come in. Once you get to be an NCO, you always get a new batch of Marines fresh out of school. You call them boots. It's not a complimentary term. It's a, you're a young Marine that doesn't know a thing. Shut up and do push-ups until I tell you to stop. That kind of thing. Anyway, I texted one of my boots, which you can't say anymore. Oh my gosh, you can't even call them boots anymore because it hurts people's feelings. So I called one of the quote junior Marines a beep over text because he forgot to check in. And so he considered that hazing and I got an NJP. That's a non-judicial punishment. He called one of his boots a name and was promptly removed from the United States Marine Corps. I tell you about documentaries sometimes, right? I have another documentary I want you to watch. And I'm going to have to find it. I know if you have, I, I think it's on Amazon Prime, if I remember right. But I bought it. I'm just trying to think of where I've seen it online. I bought it. There's a documentary out there. And it's just called Peleliu. It's about the Marine Corps battle in, at Peleliu. And the reason I want you to watch this documentary is not for the battle itself, although it's a very fascinating documentary, very, very well done. I want you to watch. They have video there of guys who had lost their mind in combat. And it's, it's actually very hard to watch. But I want you to go watch that. I'll tell you what. Hang on to that for a second. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first... Where are you sending your wireless money every month? I know you have a cell phone. Almost undoubtedly you have a family plan if you're a family person. Is that money going to a company that hates you and your values? You know with one phone call you can switch to Pure Talk. You can keep your phone or they have a brand new iPhone 12 on sale for $479. Or if you want an iPhone 13, they actually have those too. The average family saves $800 a year and you're sending your money automatic payment every single month to a company that doesn't hate your guts, to a company that doesn't dedicate itself to trampling on your values. I put my money where my mouth is. My whole family, we're on Pure Talk now. I've had all the others. We're on Pure Talk now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and save an additional 50% off your first month plus save on a new phone. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Put your money where your morals are. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. Like anything was possible. Hit cruise control. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. 877-377-4373. Uh, the email was about guy got kicked out of the Marine Corps, got kicked out of the Marine Corps for calling one of his boots a bad name. We've been talking a lot tonight. Uh, the, the Tucker segment, we've been talking about the in the Air Force, you're now allowed to use your preferred pronouns as you sign an email. Hear me out now. I brought this up going into the break. There's a documentary out there called Peleliu. I want you to watch it. Like I said, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I own the video, but I, I, I don't know. I think it's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it online or something somewhere. But not only is it a fascinating tale about the battle at Peleliu, Marine Corps battle in World War II, they have footage in there I had never seen before about the head cases. Now, that's, that's not me putting them down. About the guys who lose their minds in combat. And 
it's hard to watch. Some of it's hard to watch. There's one scene I'll never forget it. You 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 have kind of a distant view of this Marine who simply had lost his mind and he was on a hospital ship and he's shirtless, but he's got a jacket on and it's, it's far away and you can't hear him, but you can just tell from his mannerisms and there's people around him trying to corral him in. He's just someone who lost his mind. Did you know, did you know we lost more people in world war two to complete mental breakdowns, far more people to complete mental breakdowns than we did to combat. We just, I mean, they don't make movies about them. And it's not a source of national pride, so it's not talked about a lot. But people simply lost their minds. It's horrific. War is horrific. And people lose their minds all the time. I've seen guys pee themselves. It, that's not uncommon. War is horrific. We are steadily making our force a force that will completely collapse mentally in combat. Combat is horrible, more horrible than you can imagine. And if we are going to steadily make sure our force is as soft and nice and and gender-friendly, are we gay-friendly enough? The consequences for that are going to be so devastating, I can't even put it into words. All right. I promise you a talk about Trump before I get to your phone calls. Let's have a talk about Trump. 877-377-4373 is the number. Donald Trump, just so we remember, he's the one who got Operation Warp Speed a cranking. Right? Operation Warp Speed was that effort to get the vaccine ramped up and pushed out so we could have one really quickly. It was Donald Trump's effort. And then... Because the entire system is corrupt and wanted to purge Donald Trump, they didn't approve it. They ceased approval of it until right after the election. And then they rolled out the approval. Oh, look, the vaccine's approved. And remember, leading up to the election, all the Democrats, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, we've played you a clip a thousand times. They were out there saying things like, don't take a Trump vaccine. I'd never take a vaccine from Trump. I would, Don't take a Trump. They were all railing against the vaccine. Joe Biden gets elected, and now it's take the vaccine or you're fired, scumbag. Right? This has always bothered Donald Trump. This has bothered Donald Trump a great deal. I'm not in the man's head, so I'm not going to psychologize him. But Donald Trump has been on the campaign trail doing something that's not popular with his base. And that's not common for Trump because Trump is so good at saying the things his base wants to hear. It's been, honestly, he's one of the most skilled people I've ever known in my life at that, knowing what his base wants to hear. Well, right now, I mean, the base knows that they can get a vaccine or don't get one. Half the people are, half aren't. People don't care, but they don't want to hear about them anymore. That's all they hear about is vaccines. And Trump's out there all the time on the came trip campaign trail. Get vaccinated, vaccine, get facts, 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 facts. And all his fans are emailing my show and other shows. Why is he doing this, Jesse? I don't understand. He just went on. He just went on stage again, and he had this to say: "Take credit for it. Take credit for it. It's a great. What we've done is historic. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that. You're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine." If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates. But take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Donald Trump can't stop saying that. 
He can't make himself stop saying it. And I think the reason is simply this. I think Donald Trump can't stop saying that because Donald Trump feels like he was denied credit for the vaccine. And he was. He's not wrong about that. He feels like he was denied credit for the vaccine. And Donald Trump wants credit for the vaccine. He actually wrote a personal note to the New York Times and said, hey, uh, that vaccine was mine. You, you should tell everyone that I'm I tell everyone about the vaccine and that it was mine. Donald Trump really, really wants credit. You do with that what you will. Chris, I want you to play number 13 for me, too, because this goes back to something else we've been talking about. This is New York Governor Kathy Hochul. I talked to you about this earlier. This is Governor Kathy Hochul talking about forcing a bunch of school kids in New York to wear a mask. We think this will avert more people getting sick, and that's a good news story. And we do hope that everyone really comes around and realizes this is a simple, very minor uh, intrusion, if you will. If it's that, even that. All the children in the state have been wearing masks since the beginning. It's not that big a deal. It'll help save lives, keep people healthy, and that's all we're asking for. So there has been some pushback, but we're not backing down from this. We think it's important. Do you hear how they talk about it? It's not a big deal. What's a big deal? What's your problem? They've been wearing them for two years. This just goes back to my point. Remember the three characteristics? No love of country, but remember what number two is? Totally out of touch with the real world. No connection to the real world at all. Parents are sick of putting masks on their kids. Kids are miserable. And politicians now in this country feel completely comfortable. Completely comfortable. Saying things like, oh, it's not a big deal to your kids. What are, you wor- what are you worried about? And you know what? I had this thought. The left areas in this country, the blue areas, New York, California, all across the country, the blue areas are going back into lockdown mode. They've officially all pressed the panic button. They're closing schools, mask mandates. It's It's nuts. And everyone listening to the sound of my voice in a red area right now is looking on in horror thinking, oh my gosh, these places are terrible. But as I'm watching it happen in real time, a thought did occur to me about why. Why do this? I'll tell you why in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget... No Friday show. We're doing an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday this week. So get your questions emailed into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Don't get me wrong. There will be a Friday show. I ju- it just won't be me doing it. <laughs> so jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Another thing I want to prep you for. We are going to do a little gratefulness segment. Well, we're just going to do a gratefulness show. Maybe two this week. I want... To know something you're grateful for and why. I don't care if it's huge. Maybe you uh, beat cancer this year. I don't care if it's something small. I'm grateful for the shirt on my back. Whatever the case may be. I want to know what you're grateful for and why. So throughout the week we will take those calls. 877-377-4373. Back to what I was talking about before. Hochul's locking her state down. Newsom's locking his state. Just the blue areas are locking down again, and it did occur to me. Not a single politician in America has paid the price for lockdowns so far. I mean, 
New York City got ravaged the worst by these insane lockdowns. They ran to the polls and voted Eric Adams in. They would have, they would have voted Bill de Blasio back in if he was up for re-election. Politicians in blue areas are still locking down their areas because they've never had to be afraid. They've never had to be afraid for their jobs. They're not worried about you going to the polls and bouncing them out. They feel like they're there forever. I mean, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is president. He was pushing lockdowns all over the place. Lock down this, lock down that. There we go. And look, no one wants to talk about the reality of it. Chris, you have number 15. No one wants to talk about how none of this seems to be making sense anymore, and it really never did, because then people have to confront, well, they want to confront how they've acted. Just days away from Christmas. Uh, This man says we've done everything we could. We're fully vaccinated. And in the end, it all goes in the wrong direction. Before the lockdown went into effect, long lines of shoppers rushed to the stores for some last-minute Christmas shopping. The government also cracking down on how many people can attend holiday gatherings. Only two guests will be allowed in private homes, with the exception of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day, when four are permitted. They told you... They told you to get the vaccine. They told you 15 days to slow the spread. They told you this, and still no one seems to be backing off. Why? They've never had to pay. They've never had to pay. All right, I'm going to play you one more time my clip on Tucker, and then I'll take a couple phone calls about you, what you're grateful for, and why. 877-377-4373. Here was me on Tucker on Friday. Jesse, really simple. Do you think the key to remaining competitive with the Chinese military is more gender advisors? Oh, there's no question, Tucker. I mean, China right now and Russia, they're both testing hypersonic missiles that can turn New York City to ash. Uh, Russia is actually developing and has developed satellites that can push our satellites out of orbit and completely cripple our military. Our military, though, they're focused on the important things. We want to focus on climate change, and we definitely have to make sure there are enough tampons in the restrooms at the Pentagon. That's kind of what they're saying. I mean, there's a psychological term for this where there's a massive real threat that you can't deal with, so you scurry off and deal with imaginary threats to make yourself feel in control. That kind of feels like what we're watching. Well, what we're watching is the destruction of the U.S. military, and what we're going to end up seeing, Tucker, is thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans die. That's Those are the stakes right. of the game we're playing here. We don't need a military that's woman-friendly. We don't need a military that's gay-friendly, with all due respect to the Air Force. We need a military that's flat-out hostile. We need a military full of type A men who want to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. But we don't We don't have that now. We, we can't even get women off of naval vessels. That should be step one, but most of them are already pregnant anyway. So this Grady character who's going to leverage things in the ecosystem was just confirmed today. So you wonder about our political leaders who oversee our military by definition. Are they not interested in defending the country? No, they don't have any love of country. Tucker, you and I have talked about this privately a hundred times and on your show a hundred times. That's really the problem that plagues America. Our admirals now, too, our generals, our politicians who appoint these people, everything is political. The United States right. military to them is a way to do woman outreach or gay outreach. They, they, don't, they don't even consider looking at the military and protecting America because they don't give a crap about America. They're going to sit and blood suck it for every dime they can and then pass it on to their useless kids to do the same thing once they're gone man he's sharp chris what man he is (laughs) he is sharp
<laughs> All right. What are you grateful for and why? I want to know. We're going to do this all week. So if I don't go to you tonight, that's fine. Look, I'm doing this for a reason. It's Christmas time, right? It's the season of Jesus, Chris. But it's the season we celebrate something wonderful. And we should be focusing on wonderful things, too, not just all the crap that's out there, right? Alex in Brooklyn, go. Hi, thanks for taking the cold, Jesse. So I'm so happy Joe Manchin didn't vote for that crappy inflation bill because if he could have said to himself, you know, Joe Biden's going to blame me for why this country is going to hell. Joe Biden's going to say the only reason why we're in this situation is because Joe Manchin didn't let us pass that bill. But even if Joe Manchin would have said that and voted for the bill, our country would have been in, the same, in a terrible situation, even worse than we are now. And Joe Biden would have said we have to pass something else to make it to make it good. So Joe Manchin would just be going into the pit hole together with Joe Biden, voting for more and more stuff and passing more crap. That would not get us out of any garbage. It would just put us even lower. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Do you want to hear why Joe Manchin pulled out? Why he pulled out? I love this part. I love this part. So Joe Manchin just took Joe Biden. Joe, remember, Joe, build back better is what Joe Biden has been campaigning on for the whole year. That is that That was his one shot at a big legislative accomplishment. Usually as president, you get one. You get one because then you lose the house in the midterms. That's almost always inevitable. Sometimes you barely lose it. Sometimes you get crushed, but you lose the house and you don't get another one of your bills. So you get one like Barack Obama had uh, Obamacare passed Obamacare. Boom. Lost the house in a wave. Never passed another piece of legislation again. Bill back better was Joe Biden's. Joe Manchin was needed to pass build back better. He didn't. Why? Well, we do have one great advantage about these communists we take on. And communists, remember, we will take on until the day we die. We will have to fight these people every single day. And then our kids will have to fight them. And then their kids. So make sure your kids are ready. And it is hard to face a relentless opponent who eats, sleeps, and breathes it. They never take a day off because it's their whole religion. They don't have anything else in their lives. Remember, there are people out there across the country right now they're not allowing their kids or parents to come visit at Christmas time because of a vaccination. We're dealing with complete deranged nutballs at this point. I mean, just soulless monsters. So that sucks, right? That's the bad news. The good news is this. They can't ever turn it off, and it really gets them into trouble sometimes. You want to know why Joe Manchin spoke out publicly and pulled completely out of this thing, and he essentially killed it. I mean, he could have just stayed quiet. He could have said, we're still working on it. Instead, he he lined it up against the wall and shot it in the back of the head. You want to know why? Listen to this. Manchin objected, or uh, the White House was going to mention Manchin by name. Manchin objected when they were putting out a press release. Manchin objected asking that either his name be left out or he be left alone because his family had already been the target of abuse and he didn't want to be singled out. The statement went out anyway and contained only Joe Manchin's name. You see, they can't ever turn off that nastiness, and it costs them. It costs them a lot. All right. We are going to get to headlines I didn't get to. Maybe we'll get to a couple of your grateful phone calls. But first, it's Christmas season. It's Monday night. 
I know you know this, but Christmas cometh, and that right soon. Are you still scrambling for a gift? As someone who very stupidly went to the mall on Saturday, may I suggest you don't go out? Why don't you right now go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE, and buy whoever you're still shopping for the original MyPillow. It used to be $69.98. Right now, with that promo code, promo code JESSE, it's $19.98. And if you hand this thing out to people, they will think you spent a fortune on it. They will sleep like babies. They'll be calling you weeks later thanking you for it. Go to MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Or call 800-845-0544, promo code JESSE. Enjoy. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we have a bunch of headlines I didn't get to, so I'm going to get to those in just a second. But, yeah, look, Joe Manchin didn't finally put the final nail in that coffin because it sucked. I mean, that's a big part of it. West Virginia didn't want it, so they moved on. But Joe Manchin put the final nail in that coffin because communists simply cannot help themselves. They're so nasty. I know you've run into this in your life. Maybe it's someone in your personal life. Maybe, I mean, I hope this is not the case. Maybe it's maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe you've run into it on social media. How they'll just crank everything up to just nastiness levels right off the back. And it, it, it takes you back. That viciousness, that commitment to what they believe is actually a great benefit to them. But it holds them back too. It would never even occur to the White House not to level some thinly veiled threat at Joe Manchin. You know why? Uh, Joe Manchin said he didn't want his family harassed. The White House did want his family harassed. Oh, they they believe in bullying. You remember, I'm not going to play it for you. Remember that Bill de Blasio clip we played for you last week? Hey, when people don't get a paycheck and can't enjoy life, then they do what I say. That's how they think. They're horrible people. Take one phone call here. Hayden in California. Go, boss. Hey, bro. I'm grateful I'm not a communist. Actually, now I'm grateful for Joe Manchin. I'm super grateful for you. I listen to you all the time. Thank you, Semper Fi. Thank you for your service. I work with vets every day. And uh, I'm not complying with this mask mandate. There's a bunch of us that aren't. The only place I've been kicked out is the 7-Eleven. So, and uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, nobody said anything to me. I just walk in. It's like, uh, you know, I don't watch the news if they say anything. So Go do your thing, you know. my brother. Semper Fi to you and Merry Christmas. Good for you. All right, it's time. And now, here's a headline. By the go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. CCP paid DC radio station four point four million dollars to broadcast pop propaganda. You don't even want to know how many of the major news organizations in your country use communist Chinese propaganda to spread communist Chinese lies right here in America that we have done so little to combat the Chinese communist threat here is pathetic. Include LGBTQ safe zone sticker in a syllabus, university tells professors. Yes, that's right. Albany State University, they're going to recommend that professors 
put stickers up so it's an LGBTQ Air Force state uh, safe zone. Be very careful where you send your kids to college. Even, I know colleges were liberal back when you were young. You have no idea what they're like now. It's horrible. Boston to require proof of vaccines at restaurants and gyms. That's right. Their new mayor, Michelle Wu, is her name. She's a full-blown communist. And again, back to what I was just saying about 20 minutes ago. There's no incentive right now for these left-wing politicians in blue areas to stop the lockdown madness. They've never paid the price at the polls. Demi Lovato serenades ghost who faced trauma from sexism. You know, sometimes I feel so old. Salvation Army hosts two-day racial justice forum after racism guide controversy. Once again, do not say anything negative to those wonderful people who volunteer at the Salvation Army banging bells. With the, I know you see them out there. Don't be chewing them out. They're not in management but go ahead and politely walk on by and give to a charity that doesn't hate you and your values. Vaccine mandates, staff burnout, thin healthcare workforce as states turn to the National Guard. Gee, I can't imagine why eliminating 20, 25% of the workforce would put an extra burden on anyone else. That really, they really thought that one through. Two arrested after, suspe- after suspects drove a car into a crowd at a Christmas parade in Florida. I really hope that doesn't become a thing. Now, I, I, after that Waukesha thing, I'll tell you what, I'm not saying don't go to your Christmas stuff. Go to your Christmas stuff. Celebrate Christmas. It's the birth of Jesus. Just keep your head on a swivel. Candy cane shortage fueled by COVID in a weak peppermint harvest. I got to be totally frank with you. I realize this is going to somehow lower me from an already really low level when it comes to what people think of my intellect. I had no idea peppermint was grown. I, I, I didn't realize that at all. What, what, Chris? I didn't know that they come out red and white like that. Or what? <laughs> California pot companies warn of impending industry collapse. Oh, yeah, right. I'll believe that when I see it. Trust me, if there's one industry that's going to keep going in this country, it's the devil's lettuce. Fauci says masks on a plane will always be necessary no matter what. Go that extra step. And that is exactly why more than half the country hates him by now and why keeping him around, giving him a voice ever was a colossal mistake. Michigan mother jailed after encouraging three-year-old son's, quote, gender exploration. Good. She should be in jail. In fact, uh, I believe in a sane nation would actually put her, make her a uh, candidate for capital punishment. Pfizer is buying a cardiovascular biopharma company for $6.7 billion. Huh. So Pfizer, they're now buying a company they, that focuses their efforts on pulmonary arterial hypertension. Huh. And it's interesting, given some of the side effects of the vaccine. Fauci orchestrated a quick and devastating takedown of lockdown experts. This is actually a really good thing. It's up on PJ Media. Go read this. Not only did they push what they wanted pushed out there, but the concentrated effort to eliminate any other voice is really, really, really. It was it was ugly early on. You may have forgotten them banning this treatment, banning that treatment, getting this uh, video pulled off of YouTube. Oh, I haven't forgotten about it at all. I remember. I remember how committed they were to the narrative early on. 
Indoor mask mandate returns in D.C. as Mayor Bauer, Bowser declares a state of emergency. One person has died of coronavirus in the entire last week in Washington, D.C. And I don't understand how there could be a coronavirus state of emergency in a city where over 90% of the people are vaccinated. Anyone? Can, can anyone explain it to me? Is it an emergency? Is it? Are they lying? Is it not really an emergency? Is it an emergency? The vaccine's not working? I just, I'm a curious American. I just simply want answers. I, I would like some answers. Tomorrow, we're going to do a lot of tell me something you're grateful for, and we're going to have a blast while we do it. All right? That's all. So-